0: This is Effective Teaching with Dan Jackson from TeachersPD.net, giving you effective teaching and learning strategies for your classroom. Hi, and welcome again to the Effective Teaching Podcast. I'm your host, Dan Jackson. Today is episode nine, and we are looking at how to make sure that you teach your students to take notes. And engage with content. Now, the reason I wanted to talk about taking notes and engaging with content is that for me, I actually think it's the difference between students being passive consumers and them actually being active in their learning. And I think that makes a huge difference to how much they take on, how much they learn, how much they actually store into their memory. And there's plenty of research around that suggests that taking notes and making sure students are actually actively engaging with what's in front of them helps to improve their learning. So the theory behind this is that taking notes requires the learner to do two things. It requires them to be selective of the content that is important for the learning outcomes. It also helps them to organize this content into some form of system for later revision and also for storing in their brain because that's what your brain needs us to do is to structure and sequence or put a string of items together for example that then helps us to store it in our memory and helps us to remember it and to learn it and to then be able to use it when we are analysing or critiquing or being creative later. However, note-taking also places a significant load on the brain. Students are trying to watch or listen and take notes at the same time, and so they've actually got their brain in two different places, trying to listen to new content while they write down the old content And I actually think that that system of note-taking is not overly effective because the cognitive load might become too much. Remember this as we go through because I'm actually going to talk to you about some ways that you can minimize or reduce the cognitive load on the brain during note-taking as well. Note-taking is also important because students will want to refer back to something that they've already covered, and if they have to go back to the video or go back to you or go back to a textbook, it's harder to find it, whereas if they've taken notes and it's structured and organized, it's in their own words, it's a lot faster, it's a lot easier, and those notes really should generally be some kind of a summary of what they're reading, not verbatim. It also is going to mimic real life, where we take notes for later referral. I know I do it all the time. This could be at a meeting or a conversation where you might jot something down to remember later, or when we do our own research to learn about anything new. I know, for example, that when I go about reading new books that come out around education, I know that I learn a lot better, I retain a lot more if I take notes, and I often will refer back to my notes when I go about creating a professional development, for example, or as I make a new podcast or a new video. So having those notes for me, I know I read it, I highlight stuff, I underline it, I'll scribble stuff in the margins, I'll draw arrows all over the book as I read it, and then I'll also have a little exercise book next to me that I take notes in, particularly at the end of a chapter or something, I might sit there and just kind of provide some kind of summary of it. And that for me is really important because later I'm going to come back to that as I'm creating my video Oh, what exactly was it that how that went together? And so I find that and it helps me with what I'm then going to do in the future. It also helps students to prepare for their future when they might need to learn something new, a new skill or a new piece of content because they need to learn how to identify key items and concepts and how to string them together for themselves. And I think taking notes and engaging with content really helps to develop that in our students, particularly because I want you to teach students how to take notes for your context, so for your subject area and for your year level with your students. So... When it comes to actually getting your students to take notes, it is important that we remember the cognitive load that I talked about earlier, that note-taking adds when it's something live. So we need to look at adjusting the process to help students to focus on the new items and connecting them rather than trying to listen and write at the same time. So one way that we can help to do this with our students is to show them how to interact with content. Our students are very used to consuming content, particularly binge consuming, but we want to teach them how to actually interact with it how to learn from it so if it's a piece of text explain how to identify key pieces of information in a text and in the way that text is written because text is written differently for a science report than it is for some piece of history that's being recorded teach them to highlight and circle and underline just teach them how to actually engage with what's in front of them get them to write notes on the text or arrows all around it like i've explained i do when i read and help them to see how the concepts actually connect while they're doing that You want to make sure, too, that the notes that are taken are not verbatim. Uh, That kind of note-taking really is not useful. The, The student is not thinking about the notes. They're just copying down what they're hearing. Instead, they need to be writing down just the key ideas and have those written in their own words because that then forces them to actually think about it. Pam Mueller, for example, in her article that she wrote with Daniel Oppenheim found that laptop takers' tendency to transcribe lectures verbatim rather than processing information and reframing it in their own words is actually detrimental to learning. And so I actually would apply that to everything, not just to laptops. I think that if you are just transcribing something that's in front of you that you're meant to be learning... You're not actually going through the learning process, whereas if you are processing information and reframing it in your own words, that is the learning because what you do when you learn is that you take the content or you take the items, you structure them some way that makes meaning and makes sense to yourself, and then you connect them to something that you already have, and that's how you store things into your memory. And if the note-taking actually does that process for you, then that's great, but if you're doing it verbatim, Then you're not doing that process, and the note taking will actually be detrimental because it actually just means you're reducing your focus on what's in front of you. Other key things that we should probably make sure we're doing is to try to make sure that the notes are taken are not live. So, I don't ask my students to take notes while I'm talking to them, for example. This will actually increase their cognitive load and make the processing of learning or information of skills really difficult. Instead, what I would do is I would record either as a video or an audio, Uh, I might even write it all down as text and give that to them so they can actually interact with it this will help to reduce their load because it allows them to be in control they can pause they can rewind they can fast forward or they can just stop reading and write their stuff down and come back to it it'll help reduce the cognitive load they don't have to listen to new pieces of information while they're trying to take notes Note taking is also very specific to its context. Notes in science, for example, are, have a very different focus to those in art or history. So it's important that you teach your students how to take notes for the subject matter that they're actually engaging with and also at the year level that they're at. And help them to learn to adapt their notes to the context. And the learning goals and outcomes are very important here because what you identify as the key pieces of information actually relates to your learning goals. For yourself or for your students not so much to the learning goals of what you're reading so one example of note-taking is the Cornell method this method is used a lot in flipped learning and here students essentially going to break the page into three areas one for general notes that they just kind of scribble down as they're watching or listening and pausing one with key terms and ideas that come out of the notes and the last area is for them to summarize the page of notes that they've taken. I like to use this method with my flipped learning and myself as well. And I always spend some time teaching my students how to do that process, how to do the Cornell note-taking method. And I noticed that this is actually quite an effective way because they have the kind of general notes. They then are processing it to identify key items, key terms, and then they're summarizing the notes they've taken into a more succinct thing that forces them to go through and structure the information that they've learnt. Uh, You can find some more details around this method on teacherspd.net, just go to this episode of the podcast. Now I would also recommend including guiding questions or comments. So when I flip, when I use videos or if I'm using a website or an audio or something, I often use tools such as Edpuzzle or Insert Learning because they allow me to guide the students' notes and keep them focused. I might ask an open-ended question from the reading or from the video that helps them to identify key items, for example, and then another that helps them to connect them. And so as they're watching, they have to write and take notes against the questions that I'm asking them, and those questions actually help them with that processing of the information, teaching them to find key pieces of information. I can also highlight key items as they watch or read so that they know what is important and should pay attention to, and I can adjust this. So... With my younger years, I might actually be very specific in terms of, you know, highlight this, make sure you take a note on this, and the questions are more direct. Whereas as they get older and more used to this, I'll wing them off those kinds of questions, and I, instead I'll say... You know, what were the key items in what you just saw? Well, What were the three key items even? You know, I it might be that specific, but not tell them what those items are to pay attention to. But they know it just happened in the video. It just happened in what they read on the website. And so they can pick those items out of there. And then I say, how do those items connect to the next bit of information that they listen to or read? And that is really important, teaching them those skills. And so that's part of the reason why I use these tools like Edpuzzle and Insert Learning. It will also show me if they have learnt the information and concepts before I come to class because I can have a look at how they went engaging in the content, see their answers to those questions and then I know before I even get into class that I can change things up according to people who actually understood the information and students who were really struggling with it. I might also then get my students to do mind maps. The reason I really like mind maps is because it forces students to structure the information and to draw those connections on a piece of paper in front of them and then I get them to stick it up at home and then they can constantly revise that content and the connections that are there. So now it's time for you to give it a go. Choose a lesson and take some time to interact with the content that you will be giving the students and allow for it to become interactive. Teach your students how to actually take notes from that content. So if it's science, how are they going to take notes for that science? If it's English, how are they going to take notes from the text that they're reading? If you can, present the context as either a text, audio, or video, or better yet, provide all three and let them choose which one they prefer. Set up some form of system to help them with the note-taking, because remember you have to teach them with this, whether that be note-taking with the Cornell method, or simply a series of questions that help them to focus on the key items that need to be connected. Now, this can be as simple as a question sheet that you give them. Now, this note-taking should be modelled, taught and have the students progress so that they are eventually getting to the point where you can just give them a blank piece of paper and the content and they will be able to identify the key pieces of information for their learning outcome or their learning objective and then connect those pieces of information as they do their note taking and that's what you're trying to get them to so that they're at that point where they can do it themselves without any guidance because my goal is to help them to be lifelong learners not just to help them to improve the result in the test I want them to actually develop the skills that are needed for learning. So give them time. Taking notes and learning to take notes well will take a long time. So make note-taking a regular habit in your classroom, and then it will become a habit for your students that as they read things or as they engage with videos and stuff, if they want to learn, they will automatically pull out some paper to take some notes. Perhaps it will help them later in life as they look to learn a new skill, or as they analyse new information that they want to learn. You've been listening to Effective Teaching with Dan Jackson. Please visit TeachersPD.net for more effective teaching strategies and online professional development.